Hi, it's Sunny. And today on Cheery Conversations, I'm with my friend, Carrie. Carrie is the ultimate positive person. But what I learned is how she's so positive, really how she's so joyful. She dropped a bomb on us in the beginning of this podcast that I was like, we could be done. We've been two minutes in. It's already incredible. So enjoy. Welcome to Cheery Conversations, where we all overcome our uncertainties on juicy topics one conversation at a time. Each week, we sit down with author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy, along with a special guest. And this week, our guest is Carrie Raymond. Carrie grew up in my favorite Door County town, Egg Harbor. Yes. Um, she met her husband, Corey, in the fall of 2008 in Green Bay, and then they never left Green Bay. They built a local business buying and selling distressed homes and they find a lot of joy in building businesses together and using their experience to help other couples gain financial freedom. They have three kiddos ages seven, six, and one, and they homeschool their kids. And along with that, they like to travel with their kids to give them experiences while they're learning. So you're basically Chip and Joanna. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's true. So true. Yes. No, basically yes. Chip and Joanna. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll get some tips on how to do our homes. Uh, but really today we're going to be talking about how you can have these different roles, like being a business owner, an entrepreneur, you're homeschooling your kids. So you're, you're a teacher and how you can find joy and bring joy to all of those roles. So how did you get started in like the business that you guys are in? Mm -hmm. I think for a long time we wanted to own a business and wanted to have just like the time and flexibility to that a business brings. And so we tried a few different things, didn't work out very well. And then we just kind of fell into real estate and loved it and um, never looked back. So that was about four years ago that we started this business. And then we both ended up um, leaving our jobs and now we just are full-time business owners, which is exciting. And they open more businesses to support their business. Mm -hmm. Wow. So smart. Yeah. Uh, what was um, the first home? Like, do you call it flipping homes? Is that what you call it? Or is yeah. that not? Is that uh... So we kind of try not to do that because we realize we're not good at that. So when you say Chip and Joanna, that's funny because it's like, it's funny. if you know my husband, like soft office hands, he really doesn't do anything. <laughs> soft office hands. He will show us. So we just found out we were terrible flippers. And so we actually now just like buy homes and then sell them to other flippers and let them do the work. Oh, wow. Wow. Which is, yes, much more our style. Okay. They're so smart. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have your three kiddos. Mm -hmm. um, when did you decide that in the midst of all of this yeah. business you're owning and doing yeah. that, hey, and we're going to homeschool? <laughs> I think um, that was kind of the reason we wanted to have a business. So mm -hmm. we just really wanted a different, like, non-traditional lifestyle, I would say. Like, we've always wanted that. Since mm -hmm. we had kids, we just couldn't see ourselves putting them in school, which we have nothing against school. We just were like, we want to be with them and show them the world. And we love to travel. So we wanted to be able to have that flexibility, which is why we started the business. And then homeschooling just is like perfect for our lifestyle. So it's challenging, but it's so it's cool. Most people you I was do thinking homeschooling, the same right? Yeah. You homeschool because you need it to work mm. with your lifestyle, but you did the opposite. Yeah. That is really, I love that it. is really great. That's what I was thinking exactly. Um, so what I love about where we're gonna go this conversation is not just what you do, but how you really strive to bring joy into mm -hmm. those roles. Cause those are both high stress 
mm-hmm. roles when you right. talk about owning businesses and and being home with your kids right. and teaching them. So how do you, what motivates you and how do you accomplish that? Well, and let me say this, don't lose your train of thought. Yeah. I, when we sat down to record, I said, she's not a seven. And you're like, what? <laughs> I thought you'd be a seven because you're bubbly. But sevens, that's our problem. We think seven's the best. It's true. And so that everybody that's really bubbly, yeah. oh gosh, is a seven. And you're a nine, a nine, which is a peacemaker. So I wonder if that even ties into this, how you you do home and you do work and you bring joy. And your staff would say that. Your kids would say that I've you know, seen you interact with them. So yes, now answer the question, yeah, now that we know I, you're a nine. So I think just in my experience, um, you really, if you're just, if we're sitting here having a conversation, it's really easy to be joyful because I don't have my phone and I don't have my, like I'm not stressed out by anything else because we're here and mm-hmm. we're present. I think in everything that I do, that's what I'm trying to do mm. is when I'm homeschooling the kids, like I don't have my other distractions. Mm. So then it's really easy to be joyful. Even mm. when you're like folding laundry and doing the normal stuff, if you're just doing that thing, I think it's so easy to be joyful. Oh my right? gosh, such good insight. If, you're yeah. just, if you just do the one thing, right? Mm. Like when I'm running the business or, you know, talking with staff or um, having a one-on-one with somebody that's on the staff, it's just like if you're totally present, like how can you not be joyful, right? That is so yeah, true. So that's a wrap. We call that <laughs> cherry conversation. So it's all you need to know. <laughs> right? I feel like, like this is a little like bright mornings. There's like this nugget mm. and you chew on it and it's like, why was that so small and simple? Mm. But absolutely so impactful. So impactful. Yeah. I think about like, cause when I am folding my laundry, I'm also thinking about, oh, I have to yeah. do mm. like the other 10 things, which then causes the stress. Mm. And if someone then asks me a question, someone being my kids or someone, <laughs> You know, you snap because mm. you're not staying focused. That mm-hmm. was so, so good. good. But that kind of like leads, like what I want to ask you oh, okay. is like, so my kids are little, it's so easy, I think, to have little ones because you're their everything. You're the center of their world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, they rely on you for everything. So I think it's a lot easier for me to be there with them and be, you know, blowing their minds with like, oh my gosh, the world is round. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know in home school, he was looking at a map and I was like, but this ocean is this ocean. They're the same, look at the globe. And he's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so excited. But I'm, I'm curious, like how do you keep, um, like when your kids get older, like how are you guys being present with your kids and, mm. you know, finding that time to spend with them and, and really like maintaining that relationship with them? Well, let me first point out, you just said something that is 100% perspective, which is the opposite of what we hear a lot of women say in the world, which is, you just said, I think it's the easiest because my kids are young. Mm-hmm. That's a perspective, that's a mind shift. That's just what you said earlier about being in the moment. It's this one narrowly focused, really smart way of looking at it. You're blessed and excited and think it's easiest mm-hmm. that they're this age. Whereas some would say, oh my gosh, my kids are so young and it's so hard and it's, I can't keep their attention and it's difficult. Yeah. And they go into the day, they go into the year, they go mm-hmm. into the moment already defeated and you go into it thinking it's easier. And I'm thinking I have it the best, especially in a pandemic with teenagers, because I don't have them under my feet saying, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually like, hey, knock, knock. (laughs) Like, 
do you want to come play like Elsa and yeah. Anna? I'm like, Aubrey, you want to build a snowman? Or Isaiah, hi. You want to, I just wanted to talk. Right. And so for me, I feel like I have it the easiest and the best because they're my friends. They We can have these conversations that are, you know, really just logical and, mm-hmm. and mature. And they're not under my feet. Mm-hmm. And so I think how we do it, I mean, you can answer this too. How do you do it and connect with them? I think going into it with that perspective of, I have the greatest age children right now. And every stage, I I remember loving the infancy. I mean, I think they're the best when they're tiny little babies. Sean thinks they look like lizards. I think they're the best. I was (laughs) like, yeah, I was like, why do they have to get out of that lizard phase within one week? Like, I want them just like, you know. So I loved that. I probably would say that was my my most favorite, but it was a week long season. But I love toddler years and Sean really loved them because if the kids can talk to him and they're two, he thinks that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So then he always said, if we had more kids, I just need them to start at three. Like have them and they're already three. And then I I thought elementary school was fun. It's challenging, but I love that. Middle school, I thought, oh, this is the best when we were youth pastors. I loved the middle school Mm -hmm. kids. I used to say I loved middle school boys all the time. And Sean said, you have to quit saying that. You're their youth pastor and you keep saying you have middle school boys. But I did and I do. They're sweet. They're like little, but yet they're like, their body's too big for their mind and they're floppy and, but they're pure in mind. Anyway, and then high school, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best. I love their friends. That, that is how you make the most of it is when you think it's the best. Mm -hmm. What, what about you? I agree. And maybe it's just personality too, because I do say to people all the time, I loved every stage. Uh-huh. Every stage is my favorite. Yeah. And even being in the teenage stage, I, lo- I mean, I love even it. Even though it's not easy, yeah. we'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. not easy, <laughs> but love it. Mm-hmm. And then, and I think your question was, you know, how do you stay focused or find the time mm-hmm. with them? Teenage, I feel like the teenage stage is, is hard as because as much as they love us and think we're cool. Kind of, <laughs> not really. Mm-hmm. They also, have this other life and this independence that they're Mm -hmm. building. And so it's kind of like what you said is so important. Like take what you can get and be so Mm -hmm. present in those moments so that they start to be a little fewer because there's just other things in their lives. And that's part of our job is having them be independent at some point, just taking what you get and being present and Mm -hmm. focused. Well, and you made a good point about you right now. You don't have your cell phone. Like just mm-hmm. getting rid of that yeah. is is huge. My kids used to complain. They were in elementary school and they'd be like, mommy, you're always on your phone. And I would always argue back and say, I don't get to be done with work at 2.50 uh-huh. when you get picked up. So it was this, well, uh-huh. a third grader, like I'm not really uh-huh. communicating at the same level, but I'm like, yeah. it's not like I'm playing Bejeweled or whatever. <laughs> I've never played a game on my cell phone in right. my life. Like, I, but my problem would be I could scroll or troll uh-huh. on social media, but you know, I'd be like, I'm answering emails in the drive-through uh-huh. lane and then I'm on a call and they get in the car uh-huh. and I stay on the call. And so finally it was when I realized this is my issue. This is not their issue. Uh-huh. This is not, they need to adjust that they need to know most parents work till five. So mm-hmm. how dare you be mad? I'm on my phone mm-hmm. at 250. I had to realize, no, um, actually I am the bigger person and I'm the older person. <laughs> and so now when my kids walk in a room, it is very common the thing goes down. Mm-hmm. Not just set it down because, you know, the set it with the mm-hmm. face up yeah. and then you're talking to the somebody dates, and they're yeah. like, 
<laughs> you can't multitask. So you're really right now, oh, yeah. you just checked out the conversation. Right. It goes face down and um, my ringer's never on. So the chances are I won't be interrupted because yes, you get to teen years and you go, oh, I get very little time and the time I do get, I need to be so present right mm -hmm. now, which I you're already doing at this age. kind of like what the other thing that I was gonna ask you about is like, how do you, um, like, because you do have a business mm -hmm. or multiple businesses and the church and all of these things going on, like um, they know that you're successful in a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? So how do you let them know that you guys do have successful businesses and it's not something to be like ashamed of that you guys are mm -hmm. like successful, but how do you have them not have like an entitled mentality? <laughs> like how do they grow up to be like, well, I also want to work hard because mm -hmm. I think that's what you're modeling is like, or what you were saying is we are working hard. You know, it's not, everything's not easy, mm -hmm. but how do you raise them to know that without mm -hmm. being like, I don't know. It's such, oh, a, for sure. it's such a weird Yeah, because you dance. don't want to make them hate the life mm -hmm. of success. Well, Aubrey did tell someone at school last year, her first week of freshman year. Yeah, my parents own Life Church. We're like, we don't own, you can't <laughs> oh, own no. a church. We pastor it. We don't own it. They're like, oh yeah, my parents own lots of stuff. That, and I'm like, Aubrey, you know, she's yeah. trying to get clout. Right. Like, yeah, they're the owners. <laughs> she goes, so wait, you don't own it? I said, baby, <laughs> no, we get paid by the church, but we don't own right. it. You know what I mean? And so I had to explain all that. Mm -hmm. um, I said, you can own a business. So mm -hmm. I explained that. But uh, I think that's interesting. But then there's the times where we say, guys, you've got to know you don't live a normal life. Mm -hmm. And there's good about that. And, you know, it's challenging as well because we've had, I think they, they've had friends that they've gone to the exchange with them and my kids will pay mm -hmm. just because they need to pay. But the friends thought they'd just get it for free. Mm -hmm. And so then there's that. Or Isaiah has a car now and, you know, kids would assume, well, they probably have enough money. We don't have to give gas money. And that's just part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but how we train, how we teach and train them is it's more than words. So they've both had jobs by the time they could get jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, do they need it? No. Could we give them the money? Do they have to pay for their own sports? No. Mm -hmm. You know, it, none of it, but it's all, all about work ethic. Mm -hmm. And they both worked at the exchange. And when they started to complain too much, we made them get real jobs. Even though that was a real job, it was flexible, and they were mm -hmm. they were taking advantage of the fact that they had a job that was a amazing job, and that their mom, if I wanted to, which I didn't, they would come to me and say, "Can you tell Abby to let me off work tomorrow?" I'm like, "No," no. but I got sick of that fight, mm -hmm. and I thought, "No, you need to go get an, a real job." Mm -hmm. So then they got a job where some of their shifts were eight hours, and they weren't used to eight-hour <laughs> shifts. And I'm like, and they're like, "I was so hot," and I'm like, "Good." So. You know, because I had a job right away mm -hmm. and all through high school, if I wasn't playing sports, mm -hmm. I was required to get a job. Okay. And Isaiah, you know, feels like he should train in the off season and then play football. He's like, I can't have, we're like, oh, you can have a job. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of it. Your kids will get to an age. And then we did allowance and we did allowance only if you did your job. It wasn't you get an allowance because you live in this house. Mm -hmm. It was you get an allowance because Isaiah did the garbage mm -hmm. and Aubrey did the dishes. And then they we taught them to tie the off 
off of that. And so now they both have the Life Church app. And so when the money from their paycheck goes in their app, we go, and it's so cute. I see Aubrey on there and she's giving her $13 and we, you know, rounding it up to 13 because their paycheck was 112 something. So I think words are important and talking it out, but more important is we could tell them, don't be entitled, you have to work hard, but if we never made them work, that's where entitled adults come from. And I think to even like having littles that can't get a job yet, mm-hmm. have them like work alongside mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as like teenagers who have jobs, I think the conversation is funny. Like I worked all day and they just want to go to their room and not do anything. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You still have dishes to do mm-hmm. and make sure your room is clean because life is you have a job, but then you also have other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just and having them come alongside you when mm-hmm. they don't have a job. And, and that's and when we're the working worst with you. Yeah. We're the worst to them when we do that. <laughs> oh, the worst. oh, my gosh. I just want to go lay in my bed. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Do the cat litter first. Like, <clears throat> so it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Did I tell you about my kids tithing? They think that, which is probably like, I don't know, wrong in some way, but they, when they get money, they have to do a dollar to spend, a dollar to invest, and a dollar to share, which they share with church, so they're tithing, but it's a third, or it's 33%. Oh my so God. I think that, I think, but they don't know. <laughs> so they're going to grow up and be like, we only have to do 10? <laughs> because it's just easier like one two three and they just put them in their little spots you know so cute but how funny I love that I love that you're doing that invest and save too Mm -hmm. so smart (laughs) I love that I I know you kind of brought this up a little bit because you mentioned bright mornings and and Mm -hmm. you you kind of had a question about that about what inspired you to start bright that's what I want to know. Whose idea was it? Where did this come from? It's been like very impactful for me to be a part of Bright. And so I'm just curious, where did it come from? Um, the Lord. <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> no, it really, we were in Israel season mm-hmm. and Brian and Sean and I went to Israel. And in some ways we didn't know why we were saying you guys need to go to Israel with us because although they're both pastors like by trade, mm-hmm. by education and they're ordained, I mean, really, sex trafficking, you know, Mm -hmm. so, but we just felt this, like, we need them to go. And so they went with us, which has really inspired a bunch of uh, Brian's new songs. Mm -hmm. And we all felt it took us to a new level with Jesus. But Season and I were there. And the first night we stayed at the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you'd think in a tent and dirty water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like in a resort on the Sea of Galilee. It was pretty great. (laughs) And uh, we we were swimming and Season said, I feel like since I've gotten into life coaching, like she's part of a business business life coaching Uh thing and it was group life coaching. So it wasn't like we have some people that come to the exchange and you can tell it's a life coach and their client for three hours. Mm -hmm. The reason we know three hours is they they get the city saying, we need you to move your car. (laughs) So I'm like, those life coaching (laughs) sessions are long. But Season had gotten into a business life coaching thing because it's more affordable in a Mm -hmm. group format to teach. And she said, I feel like we need to do that for the spiritual side. Like there's nothing. And I'm like, well, there's life groups. Mm. You know, there's church and it's she's like, yeah, but there's like people who just want more extra or they won't do church. And this is in place of mm-hmm. it for right now. And and really that first night I was like, I mean, this sounds crazy. And I'm like, I don't know how I do that as a pastor because aren't people going to go, isn't that your job? And I'm like, and it is my job to just spiritually lead people. 
But then we were like, well, then what would we do that would make it so much more than what they can be pastored mm-hmm. in? And so we just started to plan. That was that was April, mm-hmm. and we launched in August. And we basically got our thoughts together in July and August. And we had, were you at the the kickoff? Mm-hmm. You were there. Oh yeah, because we have pictures of you sitting there. We did it in my backyard and it was, we had 90 there and 80 some mm-hmm. signed up to do Bright. We, mm-hmm. we were like, whoa, maybe whoa. 10 will want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty awesome. And we're now, you know, now we're doing, we're in our second mm-hmm. year and now we're at Bright Mornings. I talked about that, that little nugget. Now we're just going to have that as an option for people to just do Bright Mornings. Mm-hmm. And then the other coursework they can do in addition. But where that came from was there's business coaching. I know you do mm-hmm. that. You have, you guys coach, plus you get coached mm-hmm. and you know, there's training in all of these areas for what you do, but spiritually, like that life coach, like, let me hold your hand. Mm-hmm. That, it, it was missing. And I think in the years to come, more people will, I think Lisa Bevere is kind of starting to do something like that, more seeing the need for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Because I show up yeah. on your phones yeah. every morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> every morning in a video. Or really so. late at night. Right, because that's my morning, because I'm not going to wake up early. Yeah. Yeah. So how has it it impacted you, and has it impacted you spiritually and in other areas Mm. of your life? Mm. Yes. So I think, like, the biggest thing is that it is on your phone in the morning, right? So... I have like my one of my other questions for you, which I'm doing okay right now with quiet time because mm. I've like kind of tricked my kids into thinking I'm sleeping. So I just like <laughs> I stay in Good. my room. I put like a Keurig in there. Oh, <laughs> so that they don't know I'm awake. Yes, which, these are great. good ideas. But then they don't get out of bed because mm-hmm. if I, I would get up at like 5 a.m. and I would like sneak and all of our bedrooms are closed. I'd sneak downstairs and like 5.15 and one kid would come down and be like, what are you doing? What's up? I'm up now. You know, I'm up for the day. You're up for the day. And so um, I ended up putting a Keurig in our room and I just like make my coffee in there and have my quiet time in there. But the thing I love about Bright is that it is in the morning. And so even if you're, you know, pressed for time and you're like on your way to work, you woke up late or a kid's sick or something, they're so bite-sized, mm-hmm. but you can get so many things out of them. And then it inspires me to read different parts. Even mm-hmm. when we weren't going through the Bible, like we are now in Bright, it just would be like, oh, I should probably like go reread that. It gives you direction kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, like spiritually is really, really good. It like makes me go read my Bible more, Mm, mm. but also, and every other part of my life too, I feel like it's just really good to start your day off that way. Mm. Mm. That's so cool. And I, I noticed that we had one girl who said she watches us while in the shower in the morning. (laughs) And I said, like, like how you can hear it. She goes, I just take it in the shower, which our teenagers eat and (laughs) take their phone in the shower. They do. They do. They do. I'm so confused. I don't know. And they always have their phone in the shower. I've tried it. Like, I've tried putting it really loud and putting it next to on the shelf, mm-hmm. and I can't hear it. No, they take it right in. That's awesome. I don't know yeah, if they have a water already perf- in there, like, yeah, waste, I guess wasting time. Wasting I guess. time, so yeah. So well. she'd watch, yeah, have a five to eight minute shower and yeah, watch us in the shower. Perfect. I'm like, hey, Gladys, it's not a two way. Oh my gosh, that's what I Because it's a video 
recording. I do get nervous about <laughs> yeah. accidentally pressing yeah. the button. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. goodness. So this is why this is for women. So guys, sorry you watch this. But typically it is on the way to work in the car yeah. or it's while I brush okay. my teeth and do my makeup. That's I listened to Season this morning as I was doing my makeup. And then I Marco pulled her and said, we need to do our module going deeper into what you said this week. Our module's once a week thing of the video teaching and application. And I said, and as I'm saying that, I'm like, sister, that was so good. And I'm crying. And I'm like, I love our bright tribe. I love our bright members. And really that's how we got to know each other on a deeper level right. than we did. Yeah. Because we connected quickly because your our brains work a lot alike. We're just kind of like, there's more, there's more. <laughs> yeah. To life, right. to everything. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I So I want to, because you guys are very similar in, in lifestyles, as far as being entrepreneurs, having your own businesses, something we kind of talked about before Sunny got here, before we filmed, was how not to, I don't know if the word ashamed is the right word, but sometimes I know I've heard you say, and you said it too, like you kind of don't let people know exactly Mm -hmm. like what you've been blessed with because you just don't want people to think certain things of you Mm -hmm. but you've been blessed for a reason but i know that's a struggle so Mm -hmm. how how do you combat that and that's probably how a lot of people feel who maybe are doing really well they've worked hard and they're doing well for themselves but maybe they just feel like they they can't Mm-hmm. let everyone know exactly mm-hmm. all that they have or what they're doing. I don't know. You tell you me. You tell me. I, I, I just like them quiet. I don't know. Um, it's don't really you think difficult. that like even what she said, they, they're people that worked hard and they are blessed. Mm-hmm. I think what, what stops me up is, but what about the people who worked hard mm-hmm. and they're not blessed or worked hard and it didn't pan out? Mm-hmm. My first question would be, are they tithing and you guys are tithers. Mm -hmm. So I can speak to uh, the fact that we're both tithers. So number one, like I can't, I cannot apologize for the blessing because this was, yes, we worked hard, but ultimately because God's first, like, Mm -hmm. and if 10%, here's the thing about tithing. If 10% of your income goes to the church, why wouldn't God bless someone to make more than they make? Because 10% will go up. If I make 10,000 a year or I make 100,000, that 10% is bigger. And so we, at the beginning of the year, decided to do 20%. Mm -hmm. That was scary. Mm -hmm. But our businesses, our endeavors are doing better. And even just our bills seem to, how are they either less or how are they working? And if God will, God wants his kingdom to grow. So now 20%, he wants our income to be a larger amount. So the percentage goes up. So I think tithing's key. And then then it's like, you know, oh, my dad gave me my car, but now I'm going to walk around telling all my friends, mm. I hate my car. Or, oh no, it's not really my car. Like, mm. no, your dad gave that. Like, that was super nice. That would hurt your dad if you acted like it wasn't your car, you hated your mm. car. And so everything that we're given, if it's given through God because we put him first, yeah. we're really hindering just people to see, man, it really adds mm. up in his economy. It's so oh, interesting. Good. We had um, a, media, a team meeting yesterday, and we we're encouraging our staff to tithe. And the most of them do, and there's just one person who just came on our team, and he was, like, looking at our numbers for our business that we were going over, and he's like, well, you're probably going to say it's because of tithing. <laughs> and we're like, well, it is, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, just to show him that, and that's internally, mm-hmm, I guess, mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. team, but for him to be able to be like, 
this is like a real thing. And for us, I think um, tithing is like so easy. And I don't know why that is. It used to not be when we first started tithing, but I just think that um, we are asked to volunteer a lot. We're asked to do like a lot of things. And out of everything we're asked to do, I feel like tithing's the easiest. <laughs> just like, it's so easy to just get, you know, once you get in the habit, it's just like, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's just a part of life that mm. it's not like this big thing. Well, and when you're coming from an entrepreneur business, mm -hmm. homeschooling perspective, volunteering, a lot mm -hmm. of people who don't have a lot of finances, they're like, well, I'll, I'll serve. Mm -hmm. That'll be my tithe. That's still not tithing, but it, mm -hmm. it does seem like that's my gift. Mm -hmm. And isn't it awesome that we have people that serve and then we have mm -hmm. people that give and then we have people that do both, mm -hmm. but there's just unique things mm -hmm. about each person. And for you guys, yeah, to serve, you'd be like, okay, we gotta carve that out of our kid time mm -hmm. and our yeah. work time. Mm -hmm. And and we're seeing that. We, In fact, remember we, remember we looked at the church and went, what about people who don't have time to yeah. serve? Mm -hmm. Like they gotta come and go with their kids. Yeah. They're not here every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And now that's all blown up and there isn't <laughs> normal church. So, you know, it's all back to the drawing mm -hmm. board. But I know that you guys, your heart for Jesus and that ease in which you just, you just tithe and then it helps the church. And then it just keeps getting better for mm -hmm. you guys. So that's back awesome. to your question. Yeah. I don't think it will ever be easy, right? Yeah. To tell people like, oh my gosh, we're making the most we've ever made. <laughs> it's hard because uh, people, especially non-Jesus people, they're not innately mm -hmm. happy for you. It's more innately like jealousy or there's a, you know, it, it can hurt people. So I don't have any other ideas other than just be sure in what God's doing, mm -hmm. right? I know yeah. that you said something that was really cool that by like, being quiet or hiding, mm. you're hindering people from seeing what God mm -hmm. is doing mm -hmm. through tithing, through mm -hmm. that testimony. And I think I was joyful before we had a blessed mm -hmm. business too. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like I just think that that's, it's, that's not, it's not what it is that brings me joy. Mm -hmm. It's not that we are doing really, really well. I mean, it's not, it doesn't hurt, but it also isn't what brings me joy, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And and we're talking about joy yes. versus happiness. And yeah. so what happened to you or what didn't happen to you, you waitressed before, yeah. but you had joy. And the joy is not the happiness. The happiness would mean we don't have as much money, so that happened to us and now mm -hmm. we're sad. Right. Yeah. Joy was already was already yeah. rooted in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I love mm -hmm. this conversation. I There's three things. Keurig in your bedroom. So smart. <laughs> Perspective, yes. I think, is a big mm -hmm. deal. And then being present, like you can find joy in all these different roles, all these different tasks, if you're just focused and present on what you're doing and mm -hmm. who you're with. So, so thank you good. so much for Such the conversation. Wisdom. Yeah. So if you would like to connect with me further, you can go to sunnyhennessy.com, contact me through there. And then we'll see you next week for another conversation on Cheery Conversations. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.